Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I hope that you are doing amazing. We are in the thick of the summer. I don't know how the weather is where you are, but it's been very, very hot here. Although I have to say the humidity hasn't been horrible. So I'm grateful for that. Um, how is your summer going? So many of my clients are traveling. So if you are traveling, there's a podcast episode for how to travel well as a couple that you should definitely scroll back and listen to. It's only a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, and I was actually thinking about, you know, given the topic of this conversation that we're going to have today, I was thinking about some of my clients who shared in our last call just how much their communication had improved. So a very interesting thing happened for them. So they are traveling. They were traveling, driving quite a long distance, and they were on a family trip, and their car broke down. Like their actual like car that they use, it wasn't even a rental car, it was their own personal vehicle, broke down and like on the highway, on their way to their destination, like before they even got to where they were going. And, you know, they had to adjust, obviously, and got it into whatever dealership to see what was wrong and Whatever is wrong with it is just not worth fixing, and they are now going to be purchasing another car. And so they had this happen again before they even reached their destination. They finally got to where they were going and had to make alternative arrangements for how to get back home. So they got a rental car in this like town along the way. And they are going to be kind of splitting up where one partner is going to be flying back home with the kids. And then the other partner has to drive back to where they got this rental car and then fly home from there. And it's just a total and complete mess and disaster of a situation. And they're telling us all this and like literally everyone on the call, our mouths were like on the floor. And At the end of it, though, they counted it as a celebration of just how well they were able to come together, how easy it was for them to have the necessary conversations, make the necessary decisions, and on the fly create this plan under what is 
extremely stressful, anxiety-provoking situations. And they said that had this been a year ago or any time before they had enrolled in this program, it would not have been the same way. It would have gone remarkably different and remarkably worse. And so I love hearing those stories because I think there is the tendency, especially in marriage, where we just get into our norm and we don't even know the true value of being able to operate differently as a couple. We don't even sometimes see what an upgrade and an up level and the way that we show up, what the genuine impact of that is. And it reminds me of, you know, my doctorate is actually in public health and I studied intimate partnerships and communication. But as part of my public health degree, you know, I took epidemiology, which is just the study of like disease. And one of the things we learned is the difference between like primary prevention, secondary prevention, and what's called tertiary prevention. So I won't bore you with like the nerdy science of it all. But basically, you know, a health provider's mindset is really what we want to do is prevent things from happening in the first place versus having to treat crises, serious, life-threatening illnesses. And the interesting thing about preventing something in the first place is you never know how bad it could have been. And I think that perspective is so important to keep in mind as you're navigating your own marriage that sometimes we get so familiar with just like life as it is, being who we are, having the kinds of conversations and issues we've always had, that until we enter an intervention like the marriage upgrade, we just have no concept of what we're really avoiding until you're presented with what could be a catastrophic event in your life as a couple, right? So I say all of that to just underscore how important getting communication right in your marriage is. It is literally the backbone, the spine, the vertebrae, all of the nerve endings of what is going to keep your marriage upright rather than falling apart and feeling like a really challenging, unfulfilling, unhappy experience for you. So with all of that, let's dive in to the topic for today, which is how to have more calm and productive conversations. And I want to just give you three quick steps. I'm not going to belabor the points because so many times on this podcast, I think the transformation and the difference makers come in your actual application of it. So I want to be straight to the point. And as you listen, 
I want you to commit to listening to this episode three times because I want you to take one of the steps and implement it and apply it and pay attention to it and notice it and then come back and try another step and implement it and notice it and be aware of it. Because the more that you are practicing the same variations of a theme, the more it becomes the automatic way you communicate with each other. And the only reason your communication now feels so challenging is because it's what you've been doing and what you've been practicing that is so challenging, right? So like, if you want things to be better, you have to get to a place of doing things differently. And every couple says they want better communication. I don't think I've ever spoken to any adult who thinks their communication is perfect and there's no room for improvement. This is something everyone wants to be and can be working on. But the difference between actually seeing the improvements that you want versus staying stuck, feeling like your communication is such a challenge, is the degree to which you are willing to practice something new over and over and over again, such that it replaces the thing that's old and tired and not really working for you, right? So I'm going to give you three steps And I highly encourage you to just commit to listening to this episode three times and applying and working through each one of the steps, right? So the first one is quite simply to stop trying to control, manipulate, or convince your spouse of anything. I know. I know, I know you're giving me the eye roll, the side eye, the sigh, all the things. And let me just tell you, I don't like this either. I don't like it, but it is also what works. And the reason that I want to offer this is because whenever you have an agenda, an agenda to get your spouse to do something, to change something, to see something, to understand to something, the more your energy is just off, right? People can tell when you're genuinely interested in hearing them and understanding them versus when you want them to get on board with you. So what I want you to really start practicing is just the simple act of allowing space for both of your perspectives. Again, and I just want to anchor us in this is the step to calm and productive conversations, right? I want you to think about the energy you embody when your mindset is there's space for both of our perspectives here. There's no rush. There's no urgency. There's no like, you've got to get it. You've got to understand. And that calm, grounded, open energy is going to make your conversations so much easier. And so you really want to pay attention to when you have an agenda for a conversation versus when you are coming to genuinely connect 
to genuinely understand each other or exchange ideas and ultimately make a decision. So again, when we're stopping this pattern that we all have as humans, when we're not trying to control, manipulate, or convince our spouse, that means that we're also not needing them to respond in a certain way in order for us to feel happy or in order for us to feel like it was a useful conversation. And let me just say, especially the useful conversation part, I am raising my hand because I do many times notice how I'm such a problem solver, like, I guess, personality that there are times when like, if I don't feel like we made forward movement in a conversation, my brain wants to share with me all the reasons why it was unuseful. This is a complete waste of my time and energy to sit and talk with you about this, right? So just notice for yourself where you lean and how you'll know that you are trying to control or manipulate or convince your spouse is you will really try to get your spouse to agree with you. Like you won't let up until they say something specifically to give you an indication that they agree with you. Or you're trying to get your spouse to validate your perspective. Now, validation, I want to offer and, you know, agreeing with each other. That is a very healthy and normal thing to want. So I don't, I don't want to, any of this to get confused of like, you shouldn't be validated by your spouse or you shouldn't agree, right? But you do want to just notice when you're trying to like drag it out of them. And that usually comes from when you're not super secure in your perspective, right? Because if you know something is true for you in your bones and you love your reasons for it being true for you and it aligns with who you are as a person, then you don't need anyone to validate you. But in relationships, we learn how to need validation from someone else rather than just being open to it and receptive to it, right? Now, this is a two-way street. So if you're the partner wanting validation, great, that's okay. You just want to notice how are you trying to get it? Are you trying to get it by controlling and manipulating and convincing your spouse? Or are you trying to get it by likewise being curious and open and understanding their perspective too because here's the thing you both are wanting validation and so is that happening okay and then another way you'll know that you're doing this if you're really just trying to get your spouse to change their behavior if there's something that they're doing and you're like I don't like this this isn't right it doesn't work for me then again your energy is just going to be off now again I know you're raising your eyebrow and you're looking at me, you're asking, does that mean that they never have to change and they can just keep doing things that aren't healthy and good for our relationship? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that your energy when you're trying to convince, manipulate, or convince them isn't helping and it's not producing for you the result that you want, right? So again, I'm a couples coach. There are two sides to all of this. And for sure, inside the marriage upgrade, we address both sides of the coin. But if you're the one listening to this and feeling like 
gosh, like, how do I ever get my spouse to fill in the blank? I just want to offer you that you want a more collaborative exchange. How can we find a solution? How can we figure this out together is more of the energy that you want to be giving off. All right. So again, that's step number one. And what that looks like being curious in a conversation and collaborative is saying things like, help me to understand. Whenever my husband comes to me and we don't agree on something or he's unsure about something, he's like, help me to understand how you see this. Can you just feel like the openness of that? I love it. Um, Another way you can bring it up is like, what do you think about, and then fill in the blank with whatever the topic, what do you think about how we're managing responsibilities in our house? What do you think about how we're having conversations about our finances, right? Or you can even take personal responsibility of just saying, I'm really struggling with X, fill in the blank. What can we do about it? Just again, that's collaborative and open rather than trying to control, convince, and manipulate. All right. Step number two, stop to discussing things when you are emotionally reactive. Okay. I know that's when you want to talk about them the most. (laughs) That's when it's an emergency. That's when the conversation has to happen. But I want to just offer you again, the title of this is three steps to more calm and productive conversations. And calm conversations come about when you are calm, (laughs) right? It's like, duh, of course. So your work always, both of your work is to do your part to calm down. And I also really like to suggest incorporating some positive interaction before having a potentially challenging conversation. And there's a lot of ways to do this. There's just actually spending quality time together. Inside the marriage upgrade, I teach a process of how to have a check-in with each other where you start with a certain number of positive things that are really going well, and then you identify the one thing that you want to talk about and work through. Um, But I think more than anything, when it comes to having conversations when you are more emotionally regulated, it's getting to the place where you can see that you are both on the same team and that you want the same thing. You want to be happy together. You want to feel connected. You want to feel excited about your relationship. And unfortunately, when you're more emotionally reactive, you are you're more likely to blame to make assumptions in the like negative light and avoid taking responsibility. And you're also more likely to skew the facts of a situation to prove your negative thoughts and assumptions true. So you want to pause, just pause. When it feels urgent to have the conversation, you want to pause. And I also really like to teach to come up with three specific ways to bring up the conversation. So a lot of times when we are reactive, we're just saying the knee jerk thing that comes to us. But when you pause and then you identify, okay, I could say it this way, I could say it this way, or I could say it this other way. 
that is going to break your brain's habitual pattern of communicating. And it's going to broaden your ability and increase the likelihood that the way you say it lands better. I, inside my program, The Marriage Upgrade, use a rubric where you grade yourself, just like school. So come up with an A-level response, a B-level response, a C-level response, and see, and just see like which one you can stretch yourself to utilize instead of what wants to come out of your mouth. You have to be in control of your tongue, of the words you say, because once they're out there, you can't get them back, right? We heard sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is just not true. Words are incredibly hurtful, especially in a marriage. Okay, so that's step number two. And then step number three is keep the main thing the main thing. So you have to really be aware of when you want to add on stories and details and just go back and forth on things that are unnecessary for what's really going on. My clients tell me all the time, I have such a great ability to just help them get to the root of what is happening, right? So like the proverbial argument about the dishes, It's never about the dishes. It's always about some underlying emotional need that's not being met. And so you want to always be focused on keeping the main thing the main thing. I'm feeling this way. I'm wanting this dynamic in our relationship. Not the minute details of like seven years ago, this conversation happened and it made you feel this way. And ever since then, this has been the result of that. That is what I call verbal vomiting, where you have just like these uncontrollable comments. You're going all the way around the mulberry bush and you can't even stop yourself long enough to get to what you really, really want the most. And if you have this happen, like there is no judgment. I'm using strong language here because I do want to snap us all out of it, right? And sometimes that requires that we're really confronted with what we're doing. And I think the greatest travesty would be for you to feel like your communication isn't what you want it to be and to never see the role that you're playing in that. I honestly believe that personal responsibility is the thing that creates the biggest transformation in a marriage. And when you both are being self-aware and reflective and getting the insights you need and are able to do that, there is literally no conversation you can't have and it go well or ultimately end well. And so going back to this idea of keeping the main thing the main thing, you want to always remember that when you are communicating with each other as a couple, your goal is always to either find a solution to something, to solve a problem, to work together, to feel more connected. That's it. That is the goal of conversations inside a marriage. 
And I want you to just think about what would be different about how you talk to each other if you kept that as the goal, if you kept the goal to find a solution, to solve a problem, to work together and to feel more connected. I encourage you to like write that on a note card and like post it wherever you and your spouse typically have your conversations because it will make such a difference. All right. So those are the steps. Number one, stop trying to control, manipulate, and convince your spouse. Number two, stop discussing things when you're emotionally reactive. And number three, keep the main thing the main thing. If you do these things, I promise you, your communication will be much more calm and much more productive. And I want to let you know that everything I've just shared in these three steps, plus probably 15 other steps, (laughs) is what you learn inside my group coaching program, The Marriage Upgrade. This is the program that helps you as a couple stop arguing, have better conversations, feel close, and enjoy your time more as a happy, loving couple. Inside this program, you get the tools and the mindset you need to break the patterns that create all of this tension and conflict, and instead you learn how to get on the same page and ultimately connect in the most meaningful ways as a couple. This program has an incredible and incomparable two-day couples retreat, that's September 22nd and 23rd if you're in person, or September 29th and 30th if you're virtual, followed by six full months of taking all of this work and mastering it so that it becomes your new norm as a couple. We do that through workshops, marriage challenges, virtual date nights, self-care sessions, open coaching calls, you name it. The program is so dynamic and my clients often thank me for making it so fun because I'm really attuned to all of the different ways that adults learn. Enrollment for the Marriage Upgrade, the fall 2023 cohort, is closing on July 31st, which at the time of this podcast is less than one week away. So if you are ready to genuinely have calm, productive, easier, more effective conversations as a couple, if you are ready to feel closer than you have in a long time, to have an easy connection, to feel united as a team, you must join this program. It is the way. It is the thing that will get you there as a couple. I am so certain of that. And my clients are proof. So you are going to go to my website, drshavon.com. There is a tab there that says the marriage upgrade. You can read all the little intricate details about the program. You can also see some testimonial videos and get the feel for what the group is like. And I just have to tell you, I have curated the most exceptional group of people to be alongside you doing this work. It is the highest caliber of professional, committed, fun, relatable, amazing people that you will ever meet. So drshavon.com, click the marriage upgrade and get yourself inside this program before it closes July 31st. Otherwise, you'll have to wait 
all the way to the spring. And so much could be better about your marriage. I want you to think about ending this year or starting the fall, even starting the fall, having this beautiful winter and all of the holidays and all of the vacations being a couple that has a genuinely upgraded marriage. So much better than what you're experiencing now. That is the promise inside the marriage upgrade. And I would love to see you inside. That's it for today. I'll be back with you next week. And I look forward to welcoming you into the marriage upgrade. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.